Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, and we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org, and may God continue to bless you. You just said we won't stop praising. We don't have to stop praising. Praise him in the spaces in between. Praise him in the silence. Praise him in the quiet. Praise him when nobody else is praising. Praise him when you're moving from one place to another. Hallelujah. Good morning, church. Good morning. This is the day, Deacon Lee, that the Lord has made. Thank you for reminding me that because God made it, it's good, and we can rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. We thank God for music ministry, for AV, for leadership. We thank God for this day, this day given to us as a gift, and we look forward to continued worship and praise and celebration. I'm excited. Uh, Pentecost is my favorite day on the Christian calendar, and we talked about the Christian calendar and Bible study. It's the day that, that's been recorded as, as when God's people receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Think about the Holy Spirit in your life. Don't we celebrate the gift of our children and when, when people come into the world and change our lives? Well, think about the person of the Holy Ghost and how day by day you've been instructed and encouraged and comforted and taught. And it's on this day that we symbolize with the red, the fire that fell in that place when God's people were gathered together. So I'm excited. And so I won't stop praising and I won't stop dancing because if I got a dance left for anybody, then it's the Holy Ghost who's going to get it. We thank God on today. Turn to your Bibles. Meet me in 1 Kings chapter 17. And I'm going to read just one verse, just verse 1 of chapter 17, and then we're going to skip over to 18. So if you have to scroll down or turn a, turn a page or two, we're going to start in 17.1. And then we're going to go over to chapter 18.41. And we won't stop praising as we turn our pages, as we look for God's word. Hallelujah. 1 Kings 17.1 and then 18 beginning at 41. And I'm reading from the New International Version. Amen. And the Bible says, Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe and Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. And now we're in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41. 1 Kings 18, because when we go home, we're going to reread these entire chapters and ask the Lord to help us to learn more about what he has to say. And verse 41 in chapter 18 of 1 Kings says, And Elijah said to Ahab, Go, eat, and drink, for there is a sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his face between his knees. 
Go and look toward the sea, he told his servant, and he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times, Elijah said, go back. The seventh time, the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you, 45. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, and a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And a title, a topic for God's word on this morning, look forward, shout now. God says to us on today, look forward, shout now. Breaking news. Sorry if I woke you up. Breaking news. There, there will be no rain. And I think the announcement went on like this. I, I, hope, I hope that you have brought in a good harvest already and stored it up. I, I hope you got refreshment, Minister Tamika, from the last downpour. I hope that your cisterns and your vessels and your towers are full to the brim. I hope that your cattle have been taking advantage of the lushness of the green grassland because there will be, Bishop Rasheen, no more rain. The earth, Reverend Python, will be dry in ways that you have never seen before. The creeks, the creeks will run to dust. The wells, the wells, church, the places where you run before for refreshment will no longer provide you with a consistent source of this essential of life. Your life, church, will be altered in every way because we are going into a season of drought. The clouds are on lockdown and the dew is in quarantine because for some unspecified amount of time, there will be no rain. And I, and I know you thinking what I was thinking, but this is not, my friends, a report from 2020, although it could have been. No, instead, this life-altering announcement comes from the mouth of Elijah, from Tishbe, a prophet of the living God. And in the same way, Reverend Pyphon, that Jesus was sent into the wilderness, Elijah was sent, hear me, he was sent into enemy territory with this weather alert. He was sent, he was sent with this forecast that hard times are on the way. Scripture tells us, uh, tells us that the prophets were, were called by God and then sent, sent with the word. But they, these servants of the most high God leaders, were not immune. Uh, they were not excluded or inoculated, church, from the hard times, too. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that the dry places, the, the dry place into which Elijah was sent was dry for him. Hallelujah. Just like it was for the people. Remember that preachers, uh, Elijah was called into the drought and he was also right in the middle of it. Because you do know that the church was not raptured out of this pandemic. No, no, we were sent into it. Hallelujah. 
We, we remember that on that day, the disciples didn't ascend with Jesus, but they were sent out into the world. So God told Elijah, God, God told Elijah, go and stand before Ahab, King Ahab, whose scripture said, y'all, was a king who had done more evil than any before him. He was the evilest. I know you think you saw the evilest of them all, but he was the evilest of them all. And the prophet stood there before this evil king and announced on behalf of God that there would be neither dew nor rain for the next few years, except at his word. But can you imagine once that announcement went out from God uh, through Elijah, can you imagine that as the news began to spread on Twitter that the people wondered how bad it was going to get? Anxiety started brewing. And, and, and this was no different from the faithful. For, for those who call Yahweh their God, they were already living in the midst of a nation who was governed by this evilest king of all time. And so I know, baby, I know that somebody had to wonder uh, how they were going to make it through. I know you did. Times were already hard, church. Times were already tough. And those who were already considered to be the least of these, the, the poor and the widows and, and those without a voice in public, now, now there would be a drought that had no end in sight. I mean, it was like an economic depression mixed, mixed with a political drought, mixed with a mental health crisis, and it was, it was like a broken supply chain. You couldn't get what you were used to getting. You couldn't get what you needed mixed with a, a famine and a scarcity of food. All of it was on the way. Sounds familiar to us. Three years. Not one. And we struggling. Not, not one and a half, not two. But three years, it went on like this. Can you imagine? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes all we can imagine is bad. And all we can really anticipate and look forward to is it getting worse. You've been there. I've been there. And it's in these times, church, in these dry times that we, we ask ourselves, what is there to look forward to? It was just like, it was just like about how uncertain and, and restless they felt. Uh, uh, the, the Jesus people, the people who were waiting in an accident in, in Jerusalem uh, on this Pentecost Sunday. Jesus had been murdered and, and crucified and resurrected and he was going away and it, and it looked bad. And now some had seen him, but they didn't have really any idea what was going to come next. You, you read the story. They, they were in isolation. They were waiting. He told them to wait. Don't you move too soon. They were waiting. Wait for the gift. They were waiting. And then they waited some more. They were quarantined in, in the upper room. And they, and they had questions. They had to and concerns waiting for some relief. For something to change, just something's got to change. I can't get another bad report. Do we? What do we do? Do we stay here? Do we go back to the way things were? Is this our new normal? Where do we go from here, y'all? Where do we go? And what could there possibly be to look forward to? Is there anybody here who knows about dry times? Maybe today is a dry time for you. 
Maybe, church, you're in the middle of a dry time, a time when it doesn't seem like there's anything to look forward to, when, when the future looks so bleak and, and uncertain that, that we just want to go back. We just, we just can't we just go back to the way things were, to that familiar place, and, and we forget, Reverend Pike, from that back wasn't really as good as we remember it. You remember how they murmured in the wilderness? We, he got us out here in the de- and walking around in circles, and we just go, go back to Egyptian bondage. At least we knew we were going to eat back there. We can't move so fast, church, to go back. Especially when looking forward makes us feel hopeless. What is there to look forward to? In those seasons of dryness, when you don't feel like there's anything to look forward to, when we're longing for some kind of release, some kind of relief from the pain just for one day in this present moment, we long for for something to be different, for something to be next. We try to look past today because we're seeking comfort in a tomorrow with no pain. But it's in our drought fatigue. It's in our pandemic fatigue. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we miss it. And we don't see that God never stopped performing miracles. Come on and go with me. God has been moving and in the middle of it. Go back and read the story. In the middle of the drought. In the middle of the drought. In 1 Kings, what the Lord do? The Lord sent the prophet to hide down by the Kareth Ravine preacher, down by the brook. And the Bible said that he was fed by the ravens and, and he had access to fresh water. There was no rain, hallelujah. And yet God provided for him. Don't you know that the God of all creation can use the animals to take care of you? And then, and then, and then there's more. When that supply ended, the Lord sent Elijah to minister to a widow. Sometimes I wonder, Sister Kim, have you ever wondered why God would send me, why God would send you to bless somebody else when you feel like you don't have anything to give? Because we all in the middle of the same drought. But out of his obedience, help us, Lord, out of his obedience, he went anyway. With empty pockets and an and a empty heart. And he blessed that widow and guess what happened? He was met with a blessing. So go disciple, go. And then there's more. And then there's more in the middle of all this dryness. Then the great and mighty God. the great. Let me tell you what the great and mighty God did. He sent the prophet to perform a miracle. Now I already told you that there was no rain. But Elijah told them go get and fill up four jars. Four jars of what? Four jars of water. And he didn't do this not once, not twice, but the audacity of, of, of God said, do, do, it, do it again. This must have sounded a little crazy, Reverend Pfeiffer, or maybe sounded sold out, maybe both. I don't know, but he did it anyway. And he showed up. And the prophet showed up and stood before the priest of Baal and did what God told him to do. You want us to fill up jars with water in the middle of a dry time? 
We barely have enough, church. We barely have enough water to feed our animals and our children. We barely have enough to quench our own thirst. We barely have enough to bathe our families. And you want us to fill up buckets of water for your God? Come on, help us with this word, Lord. You want us to fill baskets with bread? To give to the people? You want us to fill, fill up offering plates with the monies that you've given to us? In the middle of a drought, you can't possibly mean, mean that, God. You, you want me to take what seems like so little so that you can show how great and mighty you are. I mean, because to tell the truth, I barely got enough patience to get through today. But you want me to go and teach a class? I can barely get out of this bed because of all the sadness. And you want me to get up and preach a word? Lord, you said hallelujah. You said use the water in the barren land. Hallelujah. Use the water. Hallelujah. That's, that's going to be for later. And also you, God, also you can, can get the world's attention. I don't know how she did it. How did she feed them kids when she was laid off? I don't know how she did it. Because the story said when he did what God told him to do. That after all of that, the people bowed down and worshiped. And they said, the Lord, he is God. What kind of God do you serve? The God who will call and tell you to use the water that you don't have. Hallelujah. So he can be lifted up. But in the middle of all of this, there still was no rain. And yet God was moving in the midst. Do you see it? Because I dare you to look back over this last year and a half. I dare you to do it. I dare you to do it. I dare you to look back over this dry year and sift through the pain of it all. And see the moments where God did it. Where God moved in ways on your behalf, great and small. Where God used you with what you knew you didn't have to give. I dare you to look back over. Didn't he do it? Didn't he do it? Didn't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes, he did. Thank you, Lord. So God just wants to give us a few things, church, for when you, when you find yourself in the middle of dry times, and you will if you haven't already, hallelujah. Let me just give you a few things, at least a few things that you can look forward to. What is, what is there to look forward to? Just a few things that you can look forward to no matter how dry it is. I want you to look forward to hearing from God. Yeah. Yes, yes, because in the middle of the dry time, what did God do? God sent a word. He sent a word through his prophet. Yes, he did. And I want you to listen for God's instruction because he'll never leave you without instruction. Don't you know that even in this last year, in times of crisis, in times of national emergency, everybody's got something to say. 
There's chatter everywhere. Everybody got a platform. There's so much talking and dialogue, so much debate and pontificating, so much frustrating, so many opinions given here and there. But, but, but make sure, make sure, child of God, that you're tuning your ear to God's voice. God said, go, go and hide in the brook. Hide in the brook. Anybody ever went and hide in the brook? The place where you should have never, hallelujah, been taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Go and hide in the brook. Go, go to your neighbor. Go, go speak the truth to power. Go, go take a nap. Go, go, go tell the story. Hallelujah. And go in that room and don't you move and you wait for my power to come. Look forward. What do we look forward to in the drought? You look forward to hearing instruction from the mouth of God. What is there to look forward to? Not only should we be looking forward to hearing what God has to say, but in the middle of dry places, I need you to look forward, forward, forward to public demonstrations of God's power. Turn that off and turn on him. Don't you know that God can use the drought? I know you saw it happen. God can use the pandemic in this world to get the world's attention. Just when everybody's looking in the same place, everybody's looking in the same place, God will show up in the middle of it with his power. Because everybody's looking for something. We're all looking for a cure. We're looking for a remedy. We're looking for a solution. We're looking for some way, for some joy. We're looking for something together, for some comfort. And in the middle of us looking at the same thing, God. Yes, God. The Lord God, Jehovah, the God who is with us. God will take buckets of water. And he'll ignite an eternal flame. You didn't see it coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't that what happened in Pentecost? They were all gathered together. Don't worry about being in the pew. It wasn't that they were just in the same space, but they were what on one accord. Because we can be squeezed. Oh, hallelujah. We can be squeezed in here tight and not be on one accord. You better preach. We can be squeezed in here, but if you're not going to be on one accord, then you should stay home. They were in one place on one accord. What can happen, church of Jesus? What can happen in this drought, in the drought, if we got together on one accord, awaiting and anticipating something to happen that's never happened before? Don't you feel that the environment is ripe for a mighty move of God? He wants to save blocks at a time. He wants to save neighborhoods at a time. He wants to save cities at a time. Look forward to public demonstrations of God's power. What else? What else? There's more. So many things. What else can I look forward to in a drought? I never thought that there'd be anything to look forward to in a dry place. But I want you, I want you to look forward to. I want you to anticipate. I want you to get excited because hearts are going to be changed. In a dry time? Yeah. Look, that's, what the, that's what the story told us. Even the heart of the evil king. You've got to be kidding me, not him. 
the Bible says, the Bible says, after he performed the miracles with the water, after he performed the miracles with the water, all the people fell prostrate. And then the prophets, they, the prophets of Baal, the false prophets, they gathered them up and killed them. But the Bible doesn't say that Ahab was included in the killing. In fact, if you read, his story continues on with him then following the instructions of the prophet. What are you saying? That they gathered up the false prophets, but the, but, but the Lord spared King Ahab, and then he, he even listened to what Elijah had to say. The Lord spared this evil king and allowed Elijah to then minister good news to him. Be careful. Be careful about what grudge you're holding. Be careful because the Lord might send you to go minister to them, capital T-H-E-M. Whoever them is, even when you're in a drought. Because it's the Lord that can soften a hardened heart. The Lord alone. And he'll use you to do it. After all, it's the Lord's table. Let's be clear. After all, it's the Lord's salvation. After all, it's the Lord's food. After all, it's the Lord's altar. After all, it's the Lord's ministry. After all, it's the Lord's church. Church is the Lord's church. After all, it's the Lord's word. And God can do what he wants to do to whom he wants to do and how he wants to do it. So in the middle of the dry time, look forward. Look forward to how God will change hearts. Because he did it for you. And he did it for me. I'm almost done. All of this can happen, y'all. All of this we can look forward to even right now. I'm not talking about later. Right now. In the middle of the dry time. Looking for his instruction. Listen, watch for him to do public things and, and, and do mighty works in, 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 in plain view. And look for him to change hearts. But wait. There's more. What is it, Minister Tamika? What, is, what else can I possibly look forward to, preacher, in the middle of a dry year, in the middle of a dry decade, in the middle of a dry life? What can I possibly look forward to? Well, I think you should look forward to the rain. Did we miss it? Is it possible? God said to the prophet again, the same God that sent the prophet the first time to say, hold back the rain unless upon your word. God sends the prophet again and said, go present yourself again to Ahab, same king. The one who has now witnessed the power of God, by the way. Huh, how about that? When we go and do what God tells us to do, God readies the heart of the people who you thought were out of reach so that when God comes again, God can get the credit for the miracles that are done in their life. Go and present yourself to Ahab. And God said, I will send rain on the land. I will send rain on the land. I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went back up to Mount Carmel, the place, the same place where God had already demonstrated his might in front of the people. The same place where the people had to make a choice between Baal and Yahweh. Same place. But this time, 
This time when Elijah went back up there, there was no crowd. This time, this time when Elijah went back up, there was no congregation. This time, won't he do it in secret? This time, this time, there were no other prophets for him to contend with. There was Elijah, a servant, and God's word. And that's all you need. Hallelujah. Stop waiting for the people to come back to think that God can't move. Elijah told King Ahab, go. Still no rain. Go and eat. You better go and eat and drink. You better go and eat and drink. Still no rain because God said it. God said, go. He said, go to the king. Elijah said, and eat and drink. For there is the sound of a heavy rain. There's the sound of a, not a trickle, not a drizzle, but a heavy rain. And I looked it up. I looked it up, Brother Shalom, because I went to seminary too for a minute. And, and that word rain, that, that, word, that word sound means not just a sound, but it's a voice. Hallelujah. Did you know that rain has a voice? Hallelujah. I hear you. I hear you coming. How do you look forward? How do you look forward to the rain when it's been dry for so long? Elijah told his servant, he said, because God said, he said, because God said it. He said, I know enough to know that if God said it, I believe it. And that settles it. He said, I want you to go. I want you to go. He said, I want you to go and look for the rain, the rain. But it ain't rained in years. I don't even think it rains anymore in this church. I mean, I know y'all still married, but it ain't rained in a minute. But that ain't what God asked you. God said, go. Elijah said, go to the servant. Go, go and look for the rain. Do you remember? You preaching, Jesus. Do you even remember what rain feels like? My Lord. Oh, thank you. Don't worry, you'll remember to be like riding a bike. He said, go. Go and look for the rain. And the servant, the servant went and he came back and he said, No, no, sir, there's nothing there. Elijah said, said, go back. He went. He said, he came back and he said, No, sir. There's nothing there. How many times, y'all? Seven times, seven times, seven times, seven times. He went back. Thank God for the faithfulness of the servant because what did he learn in the process? Sometimes you got to keep going back until you see what God told you was going to be there. He went back again and again and again. Tired, I'm sure. Dry himself. Go back. Elijah said seven times he sent him back, the word says. 
but the relief, the relief, the refreshment, the rain, the sound that, that had a voice, but the voice was so small. The voice, the voice, the sound, the rain was so, was so small that it was imperceivable to, to the natural. His, his eyes couldn't see it. His ears couldn't hear it. He couldn't feel it yet. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean it wasn't there. Just because you can't see it, just because you can't hear it, just because you can't touch it. Well, what made it real, preacher? It was real because God said it was. And the seventh time the servant came back and said, Master, hallelujah, Master, a, 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 a cloud, a cloud, a cloud. A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. I mean, I don't, I don't know what we're looking for, but I, I didn't see what you talked about. But, but, but all I can see, all I can kind of make out, all I can kind of make out, all I can kind of make out is there's this little bit of something. There's a little bit of something that's on the way. There's a little bit of something that's on the way. There's a little bit of something that's on the way. And maybe you're just crazy enough to think that that little bit of something is what God said it was going to be. It doesn't look like what God said it was going to be. It doesn't smell like what God said it's going to be. It doesn't feel like what God said it's going to be. But, but, but a little bit of something, a little bit of something, a little bit of something. And he said, that's all I got. That's all I got. I don't know if that's what you wanted me to say, but that's all I can see. That's all I can see. Because at Pentecost, at Pentecost, it was a different way at Pentecost the Bible says there was a sound like a mighty 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 blowing wind but that wasn't yet wasn't yet because at Mount Carmel don't you think God got to come the same way God always comes God always comes when God says God's coming but don't you think God's got to come the same way Whew. that's our stuff we've always that's not God Okay, 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 because the Bible says, not a wind like, like at Pentecost, not a wind like they heard in Jerusalem, but the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says the sky filled with darkness, <laughs> filled with darkness. Sometimes you so at the end of yourself, you're looking forward to the sky filling with darkness because it's been so dry. The sky filled with darkness, the Bible says, and the clouds, the clouds, I think, the clouds were so oversaturated with potential minister Tamika. The clouds were so filled with water. See, I knew that meteorology class in college was going to come in handy one day. It helps me to understand what happens when one drop at a time goes up into the sky, evaporates, and eventually as they pick up one by one, the sky, the, the cloud starts to form and fills. And then when we see the dark clouds, that's because they're so full and juicy with what's about to happen. And then eventually, as they picked up one drop at a time, coming over the dry land, don't you know that God can still fill up a cloud even though it comes over a dry land? You don't think it's possible because all you see is dry. The clouds, the clouds, the Bible says, that they were so stuffed. After Thanksgiving, Deacon Nix, the, the clouds, they were too stuffed. They couldn't move another inch. They couldn't move another inch. They couldn't go another, another because they were so filled with water. And the clouds were like, put us in, coach. The clouds were anticipating. The clouds were looking forward to a signal from heaven. Don't you know God's got a time for everything? 
And so I want you to look forward to the rain because God said it's going to rain. Look forward to the relief, church. We're done. Look forward to the promise fulfilled, not just the promise spoken. But I don't want you to wait for the rain to shout. I want you to look forward. God says, look forward, but shout now. Shout now. Shout now. Look forward, but shout now. Shout now. Look, shout now. Look, look back. Look back. Look back and shout now. Look back. Yes, look back at 2020 and shout now. Look, look around, Elijah, and shout now. Shout now. Don't you see what it looks like, God? Yes, shout now. Look back, child of God, the ravens. Shout now. Look back, child of God, the brook. And shout now. Look back, child of God, the widow. And shout now. Look back, child of God, the victory at Carmel. Shout now. It hadn't even rained yet. And all of it God did in the middle of the drought. The same God says to us today, look forward, but you can shout right now. God said, rain? Rain? Is that all you worried about? Water? Is that what got you up at night? Wait for the rain. Rain? I'm the same God who said to hold back the rain. And don't you know that I can just whisper and the earth will be flooded and washed away everything that needs to go. And I can use you in the process. So don't wait for the rain to come. It's coming. Refreshment is on the way. God says, go ahead and look forward, honey. Look forward with hope. Look forward with joy. Look forward with the anticipation of greater and more. It's all coming, but don't you wait for the rain to come. You can shout right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is there to look forward to? Everything. Everything. Shout now. Shout now. Shout now. To God be the glory for the encouragement of his word. To God be the glory for the things that he has done. Look back, shout now. To God be the glory for the things that he's doing right now in the dry time. Look around, Elijah, and shout now. And to God be the glory for the things that he will do. Look forward, church of the Most High God, and shout now. Hallelujah. If you're here, rest on your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord, for you, Jesus, who you sent for us. Thank you, Lord, for being our creator, our master, our God. We thank you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you for the richness of your word and how, how we'll never know it all, oh God. But yet you unfold the layers of who you are before us. And beautiful are you, oh God. Thank you for calling us yours and for allowing us, oh God, to experience your majesty and power. Thank you for the preaching of your word, your people, your church. We thank you, Lord, and we look forward and we shout now. Hallelujah, amen.
If there be one, whether in the sanctuary or on Facebook Live or listening on the line or in days and weeks and months and years to come, who is hearing this word of hope, who is hearing this word that refocuses our attention on the God that we serve. If you don't know this God, we invite you, God invites you through us to be a part of the family of God. That just means that there was a point at which God created us, but because of sin, we were pulled away. And God knew that the only way that we could be saved, our sins had to be paid for. There was a price that had to be paid and we could not do it. And so God said, because I love you and because you belong to me, there's nothing that'll stand between me and you. So God wrapped himself in flesh and was born of a woman and came down through the generations in the person of Jesus. Jesus walked this earth teaching us. He, he's our rabbi, our teacher. He healed and, and, and saved and delivered and set free. And that's the work that continues on. But God, Jesus had to die for that, for us. And he did. And because his blood was perfect and covers a multitude of sins, his ultimate sacrifice makes it possible for you to come back to God. You don't have to do anything except say yes to Jesus. There's nothing that you need to buy. There's nothing that you can pay. There's no works that you can perform to get you back to God. But just say yes to this free gift. Jesus died. He was, he was crucified and buried. And, and he rose again on the third day with all power. And because Jesus has all power, we receive the gift of power through the Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you, God. So if you're here or listening and you don't yet know Jesus, we invite you. We offer Christ to you, oh my brother. We offer Christ to you, oh my sister. And we invite you. We invite you to Jesus. The gift has already been purchased for you. Only say yes. Lord, I need you in my heart. Lord, I need you to save me. And you will be saved. Perhaps you've been listening or fellowshipping with, with the Church of the Redeemer or, or elsewhere. But you don't, you don't have a point of connection. You don't have a, a place where you can, can link arms with brothers and sisters in Christ and walk this journey of faith. Well, we offer to you the Church of the Redeemer Baptist. It's a place that is called and established by our God. A place where the Holy Spirit dwells and God reigns above all else. This is a place where we pray for one another and encourage one another and, and learn and teach together. And if the Holy Spirit is tugging on you to become a part of this fellowship, if you're listening and watching online, just drop your information in the chat and someone will be in contact with you. But you need a place, sheep. You need a, a fold to be a part of. Don't be wandering out in the wilderness by yourself. Come on now, we welcome you. By chance, you were a part of a ministry, but because of this and that and everything else, you, you have gone astray from the, from the flock. Well, the Lord is saying, come on back, baby. I'm here waiting for you. The, the great shepherd, the good shepherd, wants, wants to have you back for protection and for relationship. Do you know him? Do you know him? And wherever you are and saved, unsaved, don't you know that you can enter into deeper relationship with him day by day? And so we invite you to ask the Lord on this Pentecost Sunday to fan the flame, to rekindle, to rekindle the relationship and the gifting that the Lord put inside of you so that you can be used for salvation, for 
to become a part of the body of Christ, to, to become a part of this local branch of Zion, to, to be reconciled back to Jesus, we invite you with open hands and open hearts. Thank you. 